the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The news never stops. Life goes on around town and around the world. You need a talk show that keeps track of it. A program with bold opinions that's always open to your views. That is this show. Welcome to the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer. All right, everybody. Welcome. Come on in. It is Feb 2, 2024. The stupid groundhog did not see his shadows, so we get uh, six more weeks of illegal immigration. So uh, it's uh, the early spring, whatever, whatever. Uh, if the Groundhog Day premise is you wake up and the same thing happens every day, that is that is the case these days. We wake up and it's fresh waves of migration. People are going to try to do something about that. We've got the convoy, the truckers and bikers and first responders and veterans, whatever, convoy on the way down to the border as we speak. Also on his way... Congressman Keith Self, let's talk to him as soon as we officially proclaim it is Friday. Wow! I feel good. I feel good. Ow! I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. You want me to say I feel good? I feel good. I feel good. Great Rick Derringer from the uh, band he gathered circa 1976 and let me in. As you let us into your broadcast day, we are grateful. Who do we let in? That's what a border is supposed to determine, a functioning border, which we do not have. So what do we do about that? There's a lot going on. We seem to be in the process of impeaching a Department of Homeland Security secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas. That's a congressional thing. We have people headed for the border in a border convoy. Uh, that is a protest thing. And 3rd District Congressman Keith Self is on his way down there today. But before he hops on the plane, he joins us. Welcome, sir. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm in Texas. I feel good. It's <laughs> indeed so. It's only the appropriate thing to say. Well, I feel good about this, uh, about when people join together and make clear their feelings about something that is simply unsustainable. So tell me about this convoy, how you heard about it, and what your involvement in it will be. Well, my involvement is I'm going down uh, this evening. I'll take part in the rally uh, tomorrow about noontime. But first, before I do that, I want to stop by Shelby Park, which is the park that uh, Texas is now taking over and putting up the reservoir. So I'll visit both and speak at the rally, hopefully. Uh, but this is a peaceful assembly of, of patriotic Americans. Don't let the naysayers uh, and all the headlines that you're seeing do not be intimidated. This convoy is what we are going to have to do. We're going to have to get the American people involved in this because the president is lawless on this issue. The American people are going to have to uh, speak up. And I think this is just the start, Mark, 
we've got to have American people stand up and say, this is unsustainable, to use your term. This tsunami of illegal immigration cannot continue. Uh, and that's what this is about. Two First Amendment rights, assembly and freedom of speech. It seems in this moment that we have the attention of the country, the positive attention of the majority of country, uh, the majority of the country toward our wish for borders that actually work. From Governor Abbott uh, sending busloads of folks to blue cities, making the mayors take notice, to the standoff between Governor Abbott and Joe Biden on this park there in Eagle Pass, it seems that genuinely the majority of folks even across ideological lines, say, you know, Texas does have the right to protect itself if the country won't do it. Absolutely. Uh, I'm leading a letter. I think we've got the entire Texas Republican delegation on it now. I was missing one yesterday. I think he's now on. uh, That tells him, stand firm. Stand firm against the federal government. We are with you. There are 24 other governors that are with you. Stand firm. So uh, let's talk about what that means and where it plays out. Standing firm means that there are state officials, uh, state-ordered National Guard there who are putting up the razor wire. Presumably it is federal Customs and Border Protection folks whom Biden would order onto the property to cut the razor wire. There's been, and and the Supreme Court mysteriously said they can do that. But there's been no indication that anybody actually wants to. There's no indication that the feds are about to move on us, correct? There is not. And frankly, I think this is another indication of the weakness of the Biden administration. If our governor will simply stand strong, if governors will stand with him, uh, look, we know the, we know from internal uh, uh, comments that the Border Patrol agents are with us. They want to do their job. They don't want to tear down that reservoir. Yeah, this is pretty important. The, 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 I think the Border Patrol Union guy and some other folks, and nobody wants, if you're in the Border Patrol, you don't want to be vocally conducting interviews saying, hey, we do not want to do what the president may order us to do. But they don't. The Union guy was not uh, particularly restrained and said, look, what, what Texas is doing is actually making our job easier. So as, as this plays out, does, what, what does it mean the Biden White House has done? Does it mean that we, we kind of have a win here and that they're sort of slinking away from, from, their, from their stance? Well, we don't know. But at the end of the day, we must have the federal government do their job. We've got to change the behavior of the lawless president on the border. That's the only thing uh, that will eventually work here is the federal government doing its job. President Biden uh, enforcing the laws that he held up his right hand and said, I will uh, enforce. Uh, That's why we are we are so adamant in Congress that we will not give him any funding until he changes his behavior and starts to secure the border. And and that's where that standoff becomes really fascinating, because you're right. Congressman Keith Self with us, about to head from McKinney down to Eagle Pass and various border activities. I I don't for a minute believe that the Biden White House wants to to change its policy of open borders. This is their policy uh, because they want waves of immigrants to come in and be normalized, legalized, naturalized, and then relied upon for decades of Democrat voting. So it's sort of a game of chicken. How's this going to go in the coming days and weeks? Are we going to throw them a little bit of Ukraine funding if they give us some wall? I mean, what what will the bargaining chips be? Well, the Democrats will sell their grandmother for Ukraine funding. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't know that they will change behavior on the border. Uh, So that negotiation, I don't know how it's going to go, but I I think the speaker has been very clear. Speaker Mike Johnson has been very clear. Uh, 
change behavior on the border or you don't get it. And, and Ukraine and border negotiation is not something that we are going to fall off on. So I think we're taking a very strong stand in Congress. When So you got uh, so, uh, letters and support from the North Texas uh, delegation there. I believe, I think this number will probably increase, 14 Republican governors who will join Governor Abbott at Eagle Pass on Sunday. Um, it's, and what's, if we got a bunch of trucks coming, what are the logistics of this? As best you know, where's everybody going to be? And is there some massive area where we're obviously some rally will take place? Yeah. Now I think this is a wise move on their part. They are not going to Shelby park, which would set up a conflict with federal or the state officials. They're Mm -hmm. going to a ranch near in near Eagle pass. And I think that's why. So this is not going to cause conflict with the government officials. Uh, but it is a clear statement. So this convoy is not going to cause conflict uh, at, at Shelby Park, uh, for instance. I, and I think that's a smart move. Yeah, I think it is, too. I think the whole thing has, has the opportunity to be nothing but positives, a show of righteous indignation by citizens against an administration that refuses to protect the border. Anytime I've been speaking with members of Congress in the past few days, let's spend a, a second on what the American response ought to to be. You've got military service in your background, and obviously our, our hearts collectively and individually break at the attack by Iran on, uh, on on with three servicemen killed and dozens more wounded. What We've done nothing in the days since. Doesn't mean they're not going to do something. What do you think is appropriate? Well, first of all, I wouldn't be messaging that we're going to, we're putting together a plan. I would just do it, as Trump did on Suleimani. Just, just do it. Don't uh, don't signal that you're going to be doing. And frankly, uh, we need to know exactly what he plans, uh, what the end game is here is what we've been asking in Ukraine, because we do not want to go to war in the Middle East. We want to reestablish deterrence, which means we have the capability and the will to do something. So strike the targets outside of Iran. I would take out the IRGC uh, camps in Syria, northern uh, northern Iraq. But uh, there's also a report that Iran has pulled their IRGC uh, officers back out of those camps. So they may be expecting that's what Biden is going to do. That was that was very telling to me. Uh, But that's what I would do. I would have a very uh, a major strike outside of Iran on the Iran um, uh, IRGC uh, location. I think that's a sensible, specific answer. Do you think that you will do it? No. <laughs> so there, there you go. So what will the so last thing? So what will the effect of that be? So many people are worried, and I, I understand why they are. That if we do something that is a sharp and aggressive retort, that that might increase tensions. Nobody wants to ramp up a war, open up some wide shooting war in the Middle East. I totally get that, but nothing makes war more likely. Nothing energizes this aggressive enemy like American weakness. It's us doing nothing that makes the region instantly more dangerous. Absolutely. And he's been doing these little pinprick responses, blowing up a weapons storage site, a warehouse. I mean, that does nothing. Uh, And that's why I don't think that he will uh, reestablish deterrence. And that's what we need to to understand. We need to reestablish deterrence, which is the capability and the will to push back hard I just don't I just don't think he's willing to reestablish deterrence. He might be signaling to Iran that he's not going to, um, that, you know, I, 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 
I, I find it hard to believe that he will act aggressively. I, I, I agree with you, and it's confounding. And you can you can hear it in both your voice and mine that we we can put together some sort of sensible things that might be a good idea, but it's hard to see this administration doing them. It's dispiriting that someone who is this uh, uh, mentally compromised is even running the show. Whoever is making these decisions, I don't even know. And then you take the years of coddling and pandering to Iran that date all the way back to the Obama administration. They want to somehow normalize and reform the Iranians with just the power of our diplomatic prowess, that's instantly failed. And so it's, it's just hard to know how this is all going to play out. But deterrence at the border is, is what this weekend is about. Keith Self will be down there, our third district congressman. Safe travel, sir. And thanks for the update. I know we'll be talking soon. Very good, Mark. Thanks so much. Thank you, Congressman Keith Self, third district of Texas. Mark Davis, 819. Seeger, Silver Bullet Band from Against the Wind, her strut. Strutting through the topics. Toward the phones, 866-660-5759. Todd, welcome. Happy Friday. How are you? Happy Friday, sir. Hey. Hey, I have one quick thing before I get to my point. Sure. that uh, Something you could geek out on about NASA was that I just found out yesterday or the day before that uh, it's something I'm not aware of, but the Philco Corporation was selected by um, NASA to be the primary contractor for the Mission Control Center. Um, just just to mention that to you so you can uh, <laughs> geek on that a little later. Sure. Indeed. And speaking of which, okay, hang on. Hang, no, in fact, and, and somebody hipped me to this earlier. There is apparently a... Hold on, let me find it. Speaking of mission control, and I, I've you know, obviously geeked down on this for my entire life, uh, I've often wondered what it was like to work in that environment, I mean, to work in it now, but to back in the day where all the guys had, you know, white, crisp, short sleeve dress shirts and black ties and smoking mountains of cigarettes, there is a documentary... Hang on a second. I believe, oh, where the heck is it? It is it, it, Mission Control, The Unsung Heroes of Apollo. This is apparently on Netflix. And so I'll be, uh, I think I'll be watching that this weekend. So thank you. Appreciate it. What else you got? Okay. Okay. Also, now I'm, I'm a little confused about um, who actually controls the Shelby Park because I did a little bit of uh, checking last night and apparently the park is owned by the city of Eagle Pass. Right. And so there go, you know, ergo, the ownership of the park is ultimately controlled by the state of Texas. And it, so I'm, I'm kind of confused on how the federal government thinks that they can just come in here and bulldoze the state over a, you know, a little bitty park that's like a half a mile of border. Well, that, well, no, you, you just answered your question. The argument, <laughs> the, the argument made by the feds is that the border, its own self, the actual border, is a federal responsibility. And by the way, they're right about that. They're, they're, they're correct about that. A, a federal official has every right to get to the border of the United States. Uh, obviously, they have no interest in defending the border of the United States, so therein lies the standoff between Governor Abbott, who is interested in stemming the tide, and Joe Biden, who is not. But you're you're right about how the uh, about how the that pie is sliced. It is a city of Eagle Pass Park there, and uh, that is the flashpoint for the feds versus the governor. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, do they want an easement through the park, or they want access to the park directly? But 
Well, you know, they can go around the park and get to the literal border, which I guess I don't know if there's like a buffer zone. Well, no, it's, I think we're overthinking here. I mean, federal authorities can get wherever they need to go to do their job. I mean, they, we don't tend to – I mean, obviously, there are all kinds of – let's say there's an FBI people that want to do something and investigate something in some place that's owned by the state or the city. I mean, they, they get to do that. Uh, we don't usually have the opportunity where the city of blank or the state of blank, you know, it draws a line in the sand and says, no FBI, no ATF, no, you know, whatever will be allowed on this. Usually there's a complete atmosphere of cooperation. That atmosphere has totally dissolved as we have this dichotomy between a state that is interested in protecting the borders of Texas and a White House that's not interested in uh, protecting the borders of the United States. But so interesting to see how this works out. Todd, thank you. Appreciate it very much. 830, Mark Davis, Nikki Whaley in the newsroom. I got stopped by the immigration man. He said he doesn't know if he can. Let me in. Let me in. Immigration man. Couple of reasons here. First of all, the uh, subject matter, of course, immigration. Of course, this is Graham Nash and David Crosby talking about uh, interfacing with actual immigration officials in an attempt to actually conform with American law. Hey, remember when people did that? Also, it is Graham Nash's 82nd birthday. With his immigration face. This is a, and there are so many subsets of Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. Stills and Young went off and did a band. Crosby and Nash did a lot of stuff. This is them in 1972. Let's let him get to the hook one more time and then uh, to the issues. So here's the problem. Can I cross the line and break? Immigration officials now are just travel agents. Immigration man, I won't tow your line today. I can't see it anyway. Yeah, the, the, the old school way of doing this is that immigration officials and borders were designed to efficiently process those who should be getting in and repel and, uh, and deter those who are not. What a what a nostalgic Norman Rockwell world that is now under Biden. And this is what enables them to say, hey, we're asking for more funding for more border officials, more asylum courts, more uh, more people to work at the board. Yeah, but the definition of the job has changed. It's not border enforcement. Border officials under Biden are here to to wave them through to stamp something and say, hey, see you in court at some ill-defined time in some ill-defined place. And then people vanish into the fabric of America so that a future Democrat Congress and either a future Democrat president or this one, if he survives the election or survives at all, so that all of these folks, these waves of migrants can be normalized, legalized, naturalized, and vote gratefully for decades and decades and decades. Much is made of, uh, I'm sure you've heard the term, replacement theory. 
you can call it whatever you want. I, a, a lot of that has been stigmatized by folks who seem to be saying that we're getting all the brown people to come in and replace all the white people. Nothing is about race anymore in, in, the, in the mainstream of American thought. It's all about politics. It's all about policy. And the reason Democrats would love for migrants, illegal migrants, to outweigh like natural births, which looks like a replacement concept, is so that naturally born American citizens who might vote in any one of a number of ways will be replaced at the ballot box by all manner of millions of of legalized migrants who are very likely to vote Democrat. That's what a lot of that whole replacement theater thing is about. Um, So this weekend is about a lot of things. It is about truckers and the convoy and the, uh, the, the Take Our Borders Back convoy a show of protest by the American people. It is about Governor Abbott on Sunday, who will welcome the number right now is 14. You know, where are the other 10? <laughs> DeSantis is a funny cat. He was on um, he was on Hannity last night. I'll play that for you here in a second. Uh, and, and, he, and he boasted to Hannity. He said, listen, we, we were helping Texas before anybody was, was helping Texas. And I have been sort of fascinated by the Abbott, DeSantis, who's sort of the alpha dog conservative governor. And for the longest time, it was DeSantis. And uh, but then he ran for president, and that didn't exactly work out. And now you have what is absolutely the Greg Abbott moment that is running so um, effectively that there are folks who are, uh, you'll, you'll see Abbott on the uh, sort of the journalistic shortlist of Trump running mates, and properly so. Why not? You know, you got your Tim Scott. You know, you get you got your uh, Elise Stefanik. And, oh, speaking of running mate derby, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, Sarah uh, was on with Jesse Waters last night talking talking about borders. And so every time a Tim Scott or a Sarah Sanders or somebody is uh, is on the TV box, I pay attention to what they're saying in the moment, but also kind of close my eyes and think about, hmm, hmm, does this person need to be Trump's running mate? Hmm. So uh, as we take a look at, at this coming weekend, which will contain, uh, uh, oh, oh, my word about DeSantis is at the moment, I don't think he's down there. I don't, I don't think he, when I say I don't think he wants to play second fiddle to Abbott or be just one of a dozen or more governors gathering there in support of him, there is some ego here. Uh, I get that. It's okay. There's ego in all elected office. But um, the bottom line is a ton of Republican governors will be there with Abbott on Sunday. And in this little chapter of as we begin 2024, it is Greg Abbott, who is the signature key conservative governor in America and with uh, and with good reason. Um, Fox 4, Blake Hansen on uh, some of what lies ahead this weekend. More states this week have pledged to send manpower and other resources to the border. And while there is apparently progress in terms of Congress's plan to to hatch out a border deal, uh, there is some evidence that recent changes at the border might be having an impact. Sarah Palin in the house. In Dripping Springs, west of Austin, the collective of people known as the Take Our Border Back Convoy rallied Thursday. The group is traveling to the border for protests of the federal handling of the crisis. 
real quick, uh, Patriot Mobile text line, 866-660-5759. Speaking of Governor Palin, uh, some folks showing her a little love maybe as Trump's running mate. Mm, mm, love her. Lo- love her a lot. <laughs> There's a but. <laughs> the, the but is twofold. Um, didn't work out so great last time. Uh, some, most of it, not her fault because her wagon was hitched to a thoroughly uninspiring, uh, running mate in turn. And by that, I mean, uninspiring for conservatives, obviously John McCain's biography is very inspiring, but he just didn't get us excited about him being president. Conservatives were not excited about him. We're not excited about Mitt Romney. How'd those work out? It's a good idea for conservatives to actually be stoked about who the nominee is. And we're going to get that this time. As for Governor Palin, um, very just we're talking about making somebody a commodity here. It is a sales job. I love all people and I love her. Uh, what's the last thing you did? Answer is appear on a national ticket and lose. Also. And again, let me say for the third time, I think in the last 60 seconds, I love her. Uh, we got to have somebody running who is just about the sharpest knife in the drawer because they're going to be especially boy. If you think they came after as McCain's running mate as Trump's running mate. <whistles> yeah, uh, you got to be nimble. You got to have a razor sharp communications gift. Uh, you just got to be on it at all times. And here's the fourth time. I love her. But uh, no. Continuing. I think this is something that we can kind of all agree on in some way. We are very, very for legal immigration. We want to welcome people into our country with open arms, but we do believe it should be legally. We think they are more than welcome. Just do it the right way. What a wonderful, what a fine young lady they found. Because these rallies, the the, the whole border convoy thing, is going to be pilloried and condemned as, as, as haters and racists and xenophobes. And it's all going to be because, you know, we don't like the brown people. No, we don't like law-breaking. Convoy is not the only group headed to Texas's southern border this weekend. Governor Greg Abbott announced he'll host 14 other Republican governors. It's as more red states vow support for the state of Texas's efforts, with the state essentially nudging out the federal government from areas like Shelby Park and Eagle Pass. If Texas is helping to erect barriers, putting up razor wire, doing other things to keep illegal aliens out, I want to be helpful with them doing that. A Customs and Border Protection source tells Fox News that crossings in the border sector, including Eagle Pass, dropped significantly from December to January. Gee, I wonder why. And a majority of crossings are now happening in Arizona and California, not Texas. In addition to Texas's hardened response, Mexico has increased its enforcement. Crossings do typically slow in colder months. Meanwhile, the problems caused by the border crisis continue to play out. Immigration and Customs Enforcement officials announced an operation that rounded up non-U.S. citizens in 25 major cities who had been accused of serious crimes. Officials also confirmed a daily caller report that an al-Shabaab terrorist was released into the U.S. after crossing illegally and not caught for about a year. Listen, we need more resources, and we're working to get that as hard as we can. That, that is, This is a gentleman named Patrick Lechleitner. He is the acting ICE director. We need more resources. More resources funneled to this administration is a double-edged sword. There are good-hearted people who are mission-driven, 
who are actually interested in following the law. But when the president is not and when his uh, you know, gathering of, uh, of frat boys who are running immigration policy, when they are not interested and when they are, in fact, proactively interested in taking further tax dollars and turning Border Patrol people into travel agents, just stamping, come on in, come on in, come on in, come on in, see you in five years. It, it makes the whole concept of more money for so, quote unquote, air quotes, border enforcement. It, it makes it a, a questionable deal. Some senators say that text of a border bill and Ukraine aid piece of legislation could be released as soon as tomorrow with a test vote to happen possibly Wednesday of next week. That is despite House leadership, Republican House leadership, pouring cold water on the prospect. And you know why? Because, first of all, Ukraine has nothing to do with any of this. The only possible deal, only possible deal is the degree to which members of the House and the Senate, and the American people for that matter, are willing to be beaten down with more money down the rat hole of Ukraine if we actually get 900 miles of wall. I mean, think about it. If you are as skeptical about further Ukraine expenditures as I am, uh, would you go ahead and throw Zelensky some more money if the carrot is we actually get 900 miles of wall? I mean, I, I, I'd like to think we shouldn't have to do that. But as long as th- this administration is in power, that might be the only deal you can cut, which makes you think, hey, it's February of 2024. In uh, nine months, we have a great likelihood of electing a different president. And maybe we just hang in here, keep our powder dry. You know, I'm... I know it's another year of, a, of an insufferable status quo, but rather than make a bad, questionable deal now, maybe just stalemate the whole... Speaking of stalemate, here's a good stalemate, where, where Congress just doesn't hardly do anything with regard to, to further Ukraine funding, and it, we do what we have with what we have in terms of border enforcement, shine an enormous amount of light on what a horrible job this administration is doing about it, Im- impeach Mayorkas in the process and hope that that leads to some shred of clarity from the American people where they say enough and elect Trump in November of 2024. And then, and perhaps only then, can we really get down to solving the problem. 850. Eight fifty six on a Friday. Martha Scanlon, The West Was Burning is the album, Isabella. I got an idea. Ideas I have going into the 9 o'clock hour. Obviously, plenty of uh, border attention. DeSantis on Hannity last night talking about that. This week, there's been a lot of attention paid to police chases. Obviously, we want cops chasing bad guys. But the dangers of those chases being played out, including one that started not far from our studio yesterday morning in the wee hours. South of us on Beltline in Irving. And then it wound up you know, heading all the way down to 35 in Woodall Rogers. Big crash. Fatal. And once again, you have the the notion of, of 
when do you and when do you not want the police to give chase? We'll take a look at that. Various other things in the news. Things we need to tie a bow around as we work our way toward a weekend. 866-660-5759. Mark Davis, grab a line. And we'll continue together into the 9 o'clock hour on 660 AM, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.